Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS podcast. My name is Nadia Tari, and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. On today's podcast episode, I want to talk about the pros and cons of taking an RV road trip with your child who has special needs. So is it worth it? Is it not worth it? I would like to share, we just got back from a three-week vacation. Um, It was an RV trip, and we had never done an RV road trip before, so this was a first. There were several things that I thought were definitely an advantage, and there were also several things that I thought were not worth it. But uh, hopefully you can gain some value from this. So um, this was an RV road trip that my mom really wanted to take. She's been wanting to do it for years. And then when COVID hit, you know, pretty much everything was just in lockdown and shutdown and masks. And so, you know, she just put it off, put it off, put it off. Well, finally, she had enough and she was like, dang it, <laughs> this COVID thing has been going on now for over two years and I'm tired of waiting. I'm 70 years old. I just want to do it. So we scheduled it and we did it. My cousin, her son was graduating um, from high school back in Indiana. We still have a lot of family that live back in Indiana. And so the purpose of our trip was to basically get back to Indiana for this graduation. But instead of flying there, which normally we just fly everywhere we go, um, my mom really wanted to do this cross-country road trip and see different places along the way. She specifically wanted to go and see Yellowstone and Mount Rushmore, and she was really excited to see Crazy Horse and then stopping in at Mall of America in Minnesota and then obviously going to Indiana for the graduation. Now, one of the things I have wanted to see for years is Niagara Falls, So we decided, you know what, why not throw this onto the road trip? Um, Niagara Falls was only six and a half hours north of where our family lives in Indiana. And if we're driving all this way, what's another six and a half hours? So after the graduation, we drove up to Niagara Falls, which was fabulous. It was my favorite part of the trip. And then um, we went down to Kentucky after that to see the life-size Noah's Ark. So all in all, we saw a ton. Um, It was an incredible experience, definitely um, memories for a lifetime. But as far as the actual like pros, I'll talk about the pros first and then I'll go into the cons. The pros of being in an RV road trip with your child who has special needs um, and especially if your child has high level special needs, like both of my boys, they can't walk, talk, or feed themselves. So they're fed through a G-tube and, you know, constant diaper changes, everything. It's like caring for a baby. Um, Although my boys are four and seven. So some of the advantages of having an RV that you're, you know, traveling this whole time is that, you know, as far as changing diapers, It can be really difficult to find, you know, um, a place, a business, a restaurant, a store, anywhere where, you know, you can change your child uh, if they need their diaper changed. You know, they have the baby changing station in most women's restrooms, but that's for a baby. You know, that's for ideally um, 
a child who weighs maybe 20 pounds or less, 25 pounds or less. And Isaiah is pushing, I think, 45, 47 pounds. Again, he's seven years old. So I don't really feel comfortable putting Isaiah on the baby changing table anymore because he's simply too heavy. So I'm scared of it breaking. What I tend to do is I will prop up my knee underneath the changing table while I'm changing him. So I'm basically standing on one foot and and using the, the one knee that's up to kind of support the changing table, um, the baby changing table, because I'm so scared that if that baby changing table gives way, then Isaiah would drop to the concrete floor. I mean, that would be horrific. And I don't want to lay him on the bathroom floor because that's disgusting. But what do you do when you have a child who, you know, can't use the restroom and needs to be changed via diaper, but there's not something long enough to change your child on, right? (laughs) Those baby changing tables are really short and he's really long. He's over four feet at this point. So anyway, one of the advantages, absolutely, for sure, hands down, probably the biggest advantage of taking the RV road trip versus flying was the convenience of being able to change both of my boys' diapers in the RV. It didn't matter where we went or how long we were there, whether we were uh, at a tourist site or visiting family or at a restaurant. I could just change the boys in the RV before we went in or even, you know, leave wherever we're visiting. Um, If we're visiting Mall of America, I could just run back out to the RV and conveniently change them. So that was huge and um, definitely one of the biggest pluses to traveling in an RV. Then you have the obvious benefit of being able to just stock the RV with all the diapers, all the baby wipes, all their clothes, bibs, you know, anything and everything that you need, food. You know, it had a fridge and microwave, stovetop, um, a toaster oven, like literally think of a little mini kitchen. You know, it had a bedroom, it had closet space, a toilet, shower. So those are definitely some of the huge pros because you've got the convenience of, okay, so my child just spit up or, you know, they don't really spit up, but they kind of, you know, throw up. It's a a little bit of a mixture of (laughs) spitting up and throwing up because sometimes they don't full on throw up. But, um, you know, they they have digestion issues and their muscles don't work right. And sometimes, you know, if if you they pretty much need to be sitting up for 20 minutes after you fed them, you know, through the G tube, because if you lay them down, then it just doesn't do well. And they oftentimes will throw up. So um, if anything happens and we have to lay the child down within 20 minutes of feeding them, then we can just expect that they're probably going to end up throwing up. Um, But anyways, so when they throw up or spit up or what have you, having the convenience of just opening the drawer right there in the RV and grabbing another clean shirt or grabbing another clean bib or uh, another blanket, whatever it is that you need, you've got it there. So that's obviously a huge pro because when you're flying, you know, you can only take your 
carry-on with you, a carry-on bag in your purse or whatever, right? So you you got to be really mindful of exactly what you're going to pack and what you can take with you on the flight. Otherwise, you're just waiting to get to your destination to get your bag that, you know, you checked in under the plane for whatever it is that you need for your child. So having everything available and easily accessible in an RV, um, especially if you have a child with special needs that has a lot of medical equipment or um, just needs a lot of different things in caring for them, that that was just a huge, huge um, blessing. Another plus to traveling in the RV is their food. You know, I mentioned that they cannot eat by mouth. They're fed through a G-tube. And so we have these packets, these pouches. Um, it's called Nourish. I think I did another podcast episode talking about how wonderful Nourish is. But anyways, it is, it's the food that they, they eat and it's liquid because, um, obviously to go into the G-tube, it has to be liquid to flow into their stomach. You know, they can't eat by mouth like everyone else can. They just don't have the ability to do that. Um, they would choke. And so, um, having, trying to fly when you need to bring a ton of liquid food, like for two or three weeks. Um, I know we went to Europe and we flew, obviously we flew to Europe. (laughs) There's no other way to get to Europe from the United States. And so we had to, um, bring three weeks worth of their liquid food and check it underneath the plane. And you better bet I was nervous, really scared to death that I hope they don't lose that luggage because it's got all their food. Now, we did have some food. We didn't put all the food in one um, suitcase just in case they lost the suitcase, but we put a lot of the food in one suitcase. And then we had other food pouches, um, you know, liquid pouches that we put in other suitcases. So that worst case scenario, if they did lose that bag, we would at least have some food to get us by until we could find more liquid food. So we were kind of prepared for the worst case scenario. But when you're traveling in an RV, you don't have to worry about, you know, your luggage getting lost. And, and the food is just right there. You know, we had um, tons of storage underneath the RV. So we brought, you know, boxes and boxes of their food. So it was never a concern about what if they lose our luggage? What if um, we're going to have to end up trying to find liquid food somewhere else, you know, in a different country or a different place? Like there's, there's some stress and concern with that. Obviously, when your child can't eat by mouth and they have to have certain liquid food um, that you obviously don't want that food to be lost. So I will say that's a concern that we have when we're flying for, you know, two to three weeks at a time versus being in an RV where we can just load all the food underneath and we don't have to worry about is the food going to get lost? Is the suitcase with the food in it going to get lost? That's obviously not a concern. So that's yet another benefit to traveling um in an RV, if you have a child with special needs, especially a child who's G-tube fed. Um, So if your child is able to eat normally, then obviously none of this applies. But um, another benefit to traveling in the RV is 
you know, when it had a bed in the back, it's got a little bedroom. And so we did a lot of traveling. I mean, I think it was like 8,000 miles or more. I'm not exactly sure. But basically, we went from Washington State all the way across the country, you know, to New York, down to Kentucky, and then all the way back to Washington State. So that's a truckload of miles. And um, sometimes we and we stayed at RV parks along the way um, because, you know, you got to dump your sewer. You've got to, you know, hook up to power and you know, add more water to the RV. There's all these things you have to do if you're traveling in an RV, which I'll get to that more in a minute. That's more of the cons. But um, sometimes we were trying really hard to get to a certain RV park for the night so that we could plug into electricity and, and deal with the sewer and everything I just said. And so sometimes we ran behind schedule you know, there was construction or, you know, we had a flat tire. We actually had two flat tires. Things happen so that you obviously um, can't stay on schedule if you have a schedule. Some people just do an RV trip and it's really laid back and, oh, we'll just pull in here and see this. Why not? Well, that that's not really how we did our trip. It was more structured and, and we had stops that we were trying to get to every single night, you know, different RV parks that um, my mom had reserved and paid for, so she really wanted to get there. On that note, if your child is really tired and fussy and tired of being in the car seat, you can just go lay in the back and lay down on the bed, and then your child can fall asleep comfortably. So obviously, it's a little bit harder to fall asleep if you're in a plane or on a train or you know in a normal car. Um, Josiah, my four-year-old, he falls asleep in a car. Like, that puts him out fast. But Isaiah has a hard time falling asleep when he's sitting up in his car seat. He pretty much needs to be laying down, you know, in a bed in order to comfortably fall asleep. So that was really nice that we could go, even while the RV was still traveling, we could go lay in the back on the bed, and then he was able to fall asleep comfortably. Now, obviously, not everyone is going to want to do that because, you know, safety reasons. Ideally, you want your child to be buckled up at all times. And Isaiah and Josiah were buckled up the entire time, except for the times that um, we laid down late in the evening. Um, Like I said, when they were really tired and wanting to go to bed. So that was kind of another advantage that they were able to sleep comfortably whenever they got tired, whenever they needed to go to sleep. Even if we still needed to drive, they were able to stretch out in the back in the bed and lay down. So that's another benefit. And then another benefit to traveling in the RV is the fact that you had the toilet there. You didn't need to exit. You didn't need to... um You know, if you're in a car, you're obviously needing to find a rest stop or take an exit so you can get to a bathroom so you can go. And just as far as convenience, I have to say it is kind of nice to have a an RV where you can just use the toilet in the back in in the sink, you know, and it it even had a shower. Um, We didn't actually use the shower. Um, but having it there as an option was kind of nice, you know, um, but when you are in a car traveling to a destination, you've got to take an exit. I mean, unless you're going to pull off on the side of the freeway or road and just try to go in the bushes, which I don't know who wants to do that. Um, 
that was definitely another perk, not having to find an exit, not having to worry about when we were in the middle of nowhere, if any of us needed to use the restroom, we could. As I mentioned, um, my boys don't use the restroom. Um, I mean, they don't use the toilet. They they go in their diaper because they're not able to sit up on their own or, or use a toilet. But for the rest of us, um, you know, um, my older kids went... My older two kids are perfectly healthy. It was my mom, um, Scott, and I. So we we were all able to use the restroom uh, in the RV, which was really handy. So that's another benefit. And then having the um, convenience versus, uh, again, RV versus another mode of transportation. Another benefit to traveling in the RV would be the fact that um we were able to pretty much control like you know it control our schedule we could stop when we wanted go when we wanted sometimes when you're flying you know your flight gets canceled your flight gets delayed um there's all these issues that can come up they overbooked and then they you know you don't have a seat available because the airline accidentally you know sold too many seats and so it's like there's all these other issues that you can run into when you're flying versus if you're traveling in an RV those are issues you're not having to deal with you know you you plan something you schedule it yeah other things come up like I said, like having a flat tire, that was not fun. But it's things that, you know, we could ultimately deal with. Whereas if you're trying to get to a destination and you're flying with your child who has special needs and now they don't have a seat for you or for your child, um, that's a major problem, right? <laughs> because if the airline has overbooked or if, like I said, if the flight is canceled or severely delayed, so that means you would miss your your next connecting connecting flight, See, these are situations where I would have to say traveling in an RV, uh, I would give it a thumbs up for that versus um, traveling by plane. Now, having said all that, I believe I've covered all the pros of traveling in an RV. I do want to talk about some of the cons so that you're aware. Um, Some of the cons are definitely, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting. So obviously someone's got to be driving that RV. You don't have, you know, a pilot like in a flight taking care of the navigation for you. You have to have someone able to drive an RV and our RV was 33 feet long. So that's really, really long. It's like huge. And I didn't personally drive the RV. My mom did and Scott did. But Scott is a semi-driver, so he's already comfortable with driving long, long vehicles. For my mom, she'd never driven an RV before, so this was a new experience for her, but she felt really comfortable. Um, And so one of the cons with driving uh, an RV versus another mode of transportation is it is definitely more challenging to drive a really long RV. Um, again, this is, I didn't drive it myself, but just being in it and experiencing if you're trying to switch lanes, if you're trying to hurry up and exit, if you, you know, need to turn around, everything is way more challenging in a long RV than it would be in a car or, you know, um, yeah, pretty much. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to drive, to, 
to, um, like I said, to switch lanes, to exit, to turn around, um, all these things that we needed to do. It was kind of like, you know, even taking a turn, a corner, you've got to be really, really careful. So that was kind of challenging. Uh, Another con to RV traveling with a child who has special needs is it is difficult and exhausting to when you get to the RV park, constantly have to get out and, you know, drain the sewer, you know, your sewage, you've got to hook up this tube and dump it, you know, because if you've been using the toilet, you've, you've got to be dumping that sewer ideally every day because you don't want it to stink up the RV and so I have to say that's kind of a pain in the butt and then same with the water if you want to use the sink in the kitchen or the sink in the bathroom you know well you need to be filling your RV with water every time you stop at an RV park and there's a lot of different tubes involved I mean it's not like it's just not that easy it is not extremely hard, but it's time consuming. And especially if you get to the destination and it's late and it's dark outside and you're tired and you just want to go to bed, but you can't because you've got to plug into electricity. You've got to do all these things. That's kind of like, wow, I honestly am surprised that old people do all that because it's a lot of work. I'm not going to say it's easy um, doing traveling in an RV is not exactly easy. There are benefits for sure, which is what I just covered, but then, you know, having to get out and do all this hookup, dumping the sewer, hooking up water, plugging into electricity, you know, you do have a generator, but it's like there's there's just a lot of work involved, and I would say it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for someone who wants a luxury life. It it is work and it's not exactly convenient. And and then if you don't want the RV to rock kind of back and forth throughout the night when you're sleeping, if someone has to get up and walks from the front to the back, the RV, if it's at all tilted on a slant, will kind of rock. And that's not really fun. It's okay, but it's like whatever. But they do have these things that you can drop underneath the RV and that way it will hold the RV still so that even if someone, you know, walks around in the RV, it won't, the RV won't rock back and forth. So those are some of the cons. Um, It being huge and difficult um, to maneuver on the road or make turns or if you need to switch lanes quickly, you just kind of can't. I mean, it's it's just not as easy to navigate as a car. But then again, there's quite a few upsides to, especially compared to flying. Now, that being said, I do prefer to fly um, from now on. Like, I will not take another RV road trip again because for me, um, it was just really stressful um, being worried about this and that. And um, we, we had our windshield wipers stop working when we were in Indiana and we weren't able to find a shop that was able to get us in because they were way booked out and so it was super stressful to have it pouring down rain we couldn't really see where we were going the windshield wipers weren't working at all and here we still had to drive clear back across country 
that caused a lot of stress for me. It was like, okay, how are we going to do this? You know, we rented this RV. We clearly needed to get it back to its owner, which, you know, the owner lives here in Washington state as well. It's not like we could just ditch it there in Indiana and say, well, the windshield wipers don't work. We're going to hop on a flight and go home. It's like, no, we still had to drive the thing back home. So fortunately, a friend of mine suggested that we get Rain-X. And so we put Rain-X um, on every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And we were hoping we wouldn't run into too much rain on the drive back um, from Indiana to Washington. But unfortunately, it rained a ton, which I think is interesting because for the beginning of June, I would think it would be pretty sunny and not a ton of rain. But no, we ran into a ton of rain. And honestly, that was exhausting. It was super stressful. The Rain-X made it bearable so we could actually see out the window, the windshield. But it was not ideal. And the fact that we couldn't find anyone to fix the windshield wipers for us so that we could get back on the road, you know, quickly um, meant that we just had to drive across country just relying on the Rain-X. And that pretty much put a sour enough taste in my mouth that I'm like, I never want to do an RV road trip again. Um, Just pretty much between having two flat tires and the stress of that, and then the windshield wipers not working. Um, And then, like I said, the, the, when the wind is blowing, um, I don't think I actually mentioned that. That was another con. When you're in a huge, long RV and the wind is really, really strong, um, it literally moves you. Like, it moves the RV because so you're kind of swaying. And even if you slow down, like my mom slowed down to 55 miles an hour when we were doing 65, when the wind is that strong and it, it just it moves you um which you so see you're going over the bumps and it's just it's it's not a relaxing experience how about that so um all in all i do see there's a lot of benefits to it um but for me rv life is not something that i'm going to do again most certainly won't do it when i retire that i prefer to just you know drive in a car or fly somewhere get to a hotel um i don't find it relaxing to sleep when, you know, there's movement or, you know, I just want to be, I want it to be still, quiet, calm, dark, no noises, no movement, like, um, that's just me. But anyways, um, so those are the pros and cons of traveling in an RV versus a car or tr- or flying or whatever. If you do decide to take an RV trip, I would highly recommend not taking an RV that's 33 feet long. The shorter the RV, the better. So if you can find an RV that's only 20 feet long or 18 feet long, like the shorter the RV is going to make it that much easier. So that would be my recommendation. That way you can still have some of the conveniences I talked about as far as loading everything in the RV that your child needs if you're going to do a road trip. Um, But then if the RV isn't really, really long, you're not going to have as hard a time doing, making turns or trying to exit or heaven forbid, if you need to do a U-turn. I mean, it's like certain things are impossible if the RV is 33 feet long. It's just like crazy. So if you can find an RV 
if the idea of our taking our V trip with your child with special needs or getting an RV when you retire, whatever, if that's something that you think, oh, that would be so cool, my biggest recommendation would be to look for the shortest RV that has everything you need in it. You know, not everyone needs it to have a shower. Some are okay with just having a toilet and a sink. Um, so find out what it is you would need that you really, really want to have in the RV, whether it's just for a vacation, a road trip, or whether you're buying an RV for, you know, just to have for your personal use on a regular basis. Definitely make that list of everything you'd like in an RV and then look for the shortest RV in length that you can possibly find. So that's it for today. I hope that you have found this helpful. If not, well, you know, I <laughs> my intentions were, were to help you. So we, we did overall have a good experience, but like I said, there was just a, a few things that caused quite a bit of stress in our RV trip, and that's why I am not open to taking another RV trip. I'll just fly or drive in a car, you know, or van or whatever to where we need to go in the future. But um, anyways, so as always, I would love to hear from you. And if you have a child who has special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group. It's a safe uh, environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. Now, the name of my private Facebook group is the same name of my podcast. It's called Special Needs Parenting, SOS, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.